Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, so how how did you evolve, and and, and how did you get towards the emblem athletic? Tell, yeah. Tell so the 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 path there um, was certainly a, a winding one. Uh, I, I don't. I wouldn't even want to begin to say that we'll cover cover it all. Um, it was a alignment of a lot of things, uh, but professionally, I was working in some other uh, you know, safe jobs. I mean, they're still in the startup space, but relative to like completely being on your own, mm-hmm. uh, they were certainly pretty safe. Um, but things just weren't working out there as well. Like once it wasn't our own kind of startup at Zyvex and I was working somewhere else, then it just didn't feel right to me. Um, and so I'd had some, I'd had some military uh, shirts that I was selling, uh, some to my to West Point network that were doing really well, and then others to just like kind of general purpose military, like you know, unit shirts and stuff like that. Uh, and so I thought, oh, this will be easy. I'll I'll scale this up, and surely, you know, this can be a full time you know source of income for me and my family, and like, you know, those are those are big big decision points because you know that's that's income you got to use to pay the mortgage not not to you know pay for your extra you know little vacation that you're planning so so again it it was over a span of you know maybe two two and a half years so that has kind of led up to this point Uh, I was also doing consulting on the side right I think that was a part that was that was a very difficult transition to to even acknowledge to some of your friends and family like what are you doing yeah right like when it when the side hustle starts to become more and more of your full-time thing yeah what do you you know a friend of mine joked like linkedin has no it's complicated status like <laughs> what do you say to people that you do when you're looking for consulting gigs to pay for the bills but then also looking to learn and network and grow your your business yeah I think that's fantastic. It's complicated as a, you know, something that yeah. I think anybody in, in our generation understands. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's so few people anymore who just, I've had the same job for 20 years and I'm fine with it. You're like, yeah, yeah. I heard that. Yeah, um, well, well, it's cool. And I, I heard you say along the way, um, so as a West Pointer, you looked at, um, you know, selling potentially to that, that group. And I like to really, when I'm talking to aspiring entrepreneurs, talk about uh, you know their unfair advantage in reaching a market and you know what do you have what are you trying to sell and, and who in that market can you reach where you can reach them in a way that, other folks right. can't uh, so to me this was a this is a good example of even when you have that mm-hmm. <laughs> there are there are other factors and forces yeah. at play that that just work against you and, and uh, I, I just it was it was painful because uh, I really thought that one was going to work and it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just finished up uh, Phil Knight's uh, autobiography, Shoe Dog, yeah. which I totally recommend. If if anybody hasn't uh, heard of it, it's the first twenty years of Nike, so it's nineteen sixty two to eighty two, which which when you think about like twenty years of struggling through that yeah pre-jordan days Pre, oh it, the book yeah. has nothing to do with any like if you're if you're if you're getting the book to read like about jordan it's they're not in there yeah like, it's really not in there at all it's about how painful it was to start and he talks a lot about knowing when to give up and giving up doesn't mean stopping mm-hmm. and 
I have given up on so many things, and rightfully so. Usually I was giving up too late. I should have been giving up earlier um, because they're just not working. And... You know, it's okay. Uh, it took, and so sometimes when you really think it's going to work, and so in, the, in my case, you know, the military stuff, um, I thought, man, this is, this is going to be a piece of cake, right? I know the language. I can reach out to, to my network. And there were other organizational hurdles, like the, the, the customer I was trying to sell, it ended up being a more complicated purchase decision than I thought. Mm. Um, and then there was just no traction. I mean, like, like when you start looking at like, are people engaging with this content? Are they responding to it? Yeah. And they just weren't. Versus other projects I've had where it's like, I'm I'm doing nothing, right? Like this thing is just <laughs> rolling and, yeah. and and exploding. And so when you when you have experiences like that, you can really easily compare and say, yeah, this one's not not working. And no matter no matter you know how much I. I try to tinker with it. If you understand why it's not working, it's working because this fundamental problem X, Y, or Z, I can't fix that one. Mm-hmm. So I guess this wasn't a good idea. Right. Uh, and so then I kind of retreated a little bit um, and thought about like, well, what, what, what's next, right? Like, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to like, you know, completely abandon, you know, the idea uh, or the concept, but I'm going to have to take another step back. Yeah, uh, and so that's when, that's when again from uh, from the military standpoint, I just realized that was not a, a market that grew and scaled. I still have a very niche business that does some shirts to West Point grads, and it's yeah. a it's a fun personal project for me. Um, but that does not scale into yeah. You're not looking to make that. Pan- it does not yeah, it does not scale to pay the bills, um, and it does also. I think when you when you have those real intensely personal projects, it can get stressful that those are like what you're depending your income on. That's and, right. Uh, yeah. And so to to keep those as just pure side things is nice. You're not under pressure to constantly be coming out with something new, and you can kind of come in and out of it as you want. I got that. Yeah. That was a good lesson that I learned because uh, I've done that with some books and some other apparel projects where. They're fun, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have to force them to keep going. They kind of keep their authenticity too yeah. that way, right? Yeah, you're not trying to squeeze every dollar. Say, exactly. Hey, yeah, I know I had these shirts last year, and now they're just slightly different version right. of that right, right, shirt, right, right. guys. Yeah. You have to buy them. Right. Seriously, buy them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's great. Yeah. That, that's... I, have, I have thankfully not had to do, yeah. <laughs> to do that. That's um, good. But yeah, one day I'll probably if if the Nike book tells you it tells you anything, one day I'll probably have to like have the plea of like. Everything was going great, but it's a mess now, and I need some help. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll save that for another day, I suppose. And yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So so tell me, what was your most uh, expensive lesson along the way? Um, so thinking about that question, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe go a, a, a little deeper and more emotional than, than what you might think. Yeah. Uh, money aside, right, like there have been... Plenty of times where you know it's like oh I bought yeah I bought some product and it didn't sell or yeah. or I you know I I launched this new campaign and it didn't sell. Um, this can be it can be very stressful on personal relationships, mm-hmm. friends that that see one of your projects and and they think oh like hey can I you know 
Do you want to do something together? And, and you genuinely do want to do something together. You know that it might not work. And I think sometimes when you bring somebody in from the outside who's like, it's their very first experience. Yeah, the grass is always greener. The grass is always greener. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, this didn't work. Uh, and and to be upfront with them at the very beginning was sort of the lesson that I learned of like really, really let everybody know, even if it's a little side hustle e-commerce thing. Yeah. Like, don't be so personally invested in like that this has to succeed. And so it's, I can say again, like it's stressed some relationships with friends on like projects that we've done together that didn't grow how we hoped that they would. And, and again, maybe from my perspective, it was like, oh, well, of course, right? Like, well, yeah, it worked. It, we made our money back, but then it, you know, didn't, didn't go anywhere. It's time to move on. And, and, and that uh, perspective wasn't shared right from the start. So yeah. those, those would really be my lessons of like, if you're, you know, if you're doing this and you think about all your friends and neighbors who like are kind of jealous of like, oh, you got that cool thing on the side, right? You know, what do you, th what happens is they're always like, oh, well, what do you think about this idea? Or, you know, maybe they're aspiring and they want to ask you questions about it. And you're like, that is a good idea. Yeah. You want to do that together? And yeah. they're like, you're like, yeah, let's do it. And then you spin this thing up. Again, I've had ones where like, right from the start, we were really clear on like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And have other ones where I just foolishly kind of left those conversations unsaid and, and it was painful. Yeah, and that's amazing advice. And, and you say that and even I'm going back and thinking about some of my experience and saying, wow, he nailed that on the head. That's probably why I don't talk to that person anymore. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it really does. Yeah. And the more you're around the environment, especially in Columbus where it's a little bit smaller knit community, yep. Uh, you know, you you are approached often. You know, people do say, well, there's only so many people I know and I might as well reach out to you and try to throw this yeah. thing out there. And yeah. they don't know what the other side of yeah. the grass really does look like, right? We yeah. have our... So one, one, of my, one of my best ones and favorite ones because it was such a powerfully uh, impactful project uh, was a book project. And so, you know, a lot of times we, we talk and we've got a bunch of apparel sitting here. Um, I view books really just as another product in the in the e-commerce category, and they're a great product yeah. because there's a supply chain and a, a brand awareness of what you know. I mean, to think about some, what a book is, right? Like mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about the book not getting made, right? There's a lot of things that are that are helpful with that. So I've I've had a couple book projects, um, some where I kept the inventory and signed copies and mailed them out, and other ones where I set them up in the Amazon you know, portal uh, and, and let them carry all the inventory and do all the fulfillment and everything yeah. else. Um, so I had a friend, uh, Sean, contact me and he's like, hey, I've seen you do some books. I got a cool book idea. And he tells it to me. It was called Six Word War. And a bunch of our friends have been writing war memoirs. Um, and it's a lot of work to write a book. And, and you know, he just kind of was joking about like, when we were deployed, we used to sum up our day in six words, and there was, you know, there's a there was this like uh, six word memoir project uh, by a guy who's here in Columbus now named Larry Smith, and he's like, wouldn't it be cool to do a six word war memoir book? I'm like, that's an awesome idea. Yeah. So we invest invested no no time money like I set up a Tumblr page, and I had people submit their six word wars, and it just. I mean, like when I, like it blew up wow. thousands, thousands of submissions overnight, like 
trending on Twitter, all that, all that like stuff that you hoped for. Um, I was like, well, now we need to make a book. <laughs> uh, and so uh, we slapped together a Kickstarter campaign, uh, like back, back in the day, right? Right. <laughs> right? Uh, and then it was still relatively early, even in Kickstarter kind of days. So like media fascination with Kickstarter was still kind of cool. So the producer for the CBS National Evening News calls me up. It's like, hey, we want to do a segment about your book. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> sure. So, like, a, a national news broadcast pr- promo piece for the book. Um, and, you know, it, it was easy to think, like, this thing's going to be huge. Yeah. Uh, the impact of it was huge. Actual sales of the book were okay. You yeah. Know, they weren't... They, we weren't making real, and then when you have Amazon doing everything for you, it's not, you know, not much. Yeah, uh, at the end of the day, it was, yeah. so it was one of those like kind of roller coaster projects where where like, you know, you have such a crazy like visibility of it, but some of the mechanics of it behind the scenes just weren't. They weren't Chinese scarves with you know forty nine bucks a margin on each product. So it's like, yeah. I'm really happy about that project. I learned so much about it. I also learned about like what happens when something really works and you and it's like you're not trying at all to get people excited about it yeah uh, and so finding things like that or when you know you have something yeah oh yeah and you got to kind of capture that lightning in the bottle the right way yeah to carry it with you that's that's cool i mean it, even when you the, describe what six word war is i even get excited you get, about it i mean yeah. you're, you're saying i'm like wow i, I want to yeah. I want to look into that yeah that's very cool so so your experience has gone a, a bunch of amazing directions so tell me about emblem athletic yeah so uh you know the guys here in town that i'm working with were uh kind of in the sports uniform space mm-hmm. and i'd never been in i'd say like more because we, we got some samples here and we were just talking about it before we sat down like higher higher quality designed garments, right? Like I think apparel, especially the e-commerce space, is just, it's the ubiquitous t-shirt, you know, and- Some pretty you, words on yeah, it. How are yeah, you gonna, how are you gonna somehow differentiate it with, you know, within the 10 by 12 space of the shirt? Yeah. Uh, so they were doing some uniform stuff and the uniform space is just a, 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 a whole different landscape. Um, the supply chain for it is different. The, yeah. the selling propositions for it are different. Uh, a lot of it is catalog driven and it's seasonal. Like there's, there's, there's so many things that are different about it than from selling t-shirts that it really is a entirely different category Absolutely. of product than, um, than what happens now is when people kind of see like, oh, Mike's doing Emblem Athletic. It must be another one of his t-shirt companies, right? It's like, <laughs> this is no, yes. like furthest from the truth. So uh, it's a real small team. Uh, it's, it, we have an in-house art guy uh, who, who designs some really incredible apparel. So again, that's a, that's an asset that we have that we can create some really distinctive, cool looking styles. And then we had a sales guy that worked in the space and knew some coaches. And so, and the idea was to take some of those e-commerce principles and, and use them to make it easier for coaches to order athletic gear. So that was kind of the, the beginning thesis. And there was some other angles to it with like, 
well, can we put advertising on the, you know, on the uniforms and, and somehow cover the cost of the uniform by connecting it with a local sponsor? And those things are all really fascinating to me, but it's still like, let's get the fundamentals of this thing set up first. Um, and it just completely, from a, from a business perspective and from like the lessons of like having seen, you know, like what works with like a six word war, yeah. like pitch the idea to a coach and they're like, yeah, that sounds great. And then they like make a $10,000 order. Like, like, or I'm like, man, I, I was like fighting tooth and nail for a $30 t-shirt for right, right? right? Like there's something here. Uh, and so, and so that, that's when I was like, okay, there's, there's, there's something here in this space. Uh, and so you, you start to really test and build out all the pieces of the puzzle, um, set up relationships with the supply chain. You know, we have a, we have a domestic and an overseas supply chain and we're constantly, figuring out who are the best partners for which products. Yeah. Um, we're constantly figuring out what's the best distribution channel access model. Uh, and so we found that we're, we're, we're finding coaches and other people in the sports world that want to have a side hustle. Yeah. Right? There the coaches are underpaid. They're driving for Uber on the weekends or, yeah. or somehow like making a couple extra bucks. And so we said, okay, let's, let's, create this as a platform for them to go create products that they want, right? Like nobody's really satisfied with their uniform ordering experience of collecting sizes and numbers and, you know, and, and emailing them to somebody like we've created a nice, it's all built on Shopify. So it's a platform I'm familiar with back to my Scaluso days, yeah. right? Yeah. There you so, go. <laughs> so, uh, we create micro little Shopify stores for teams. Uh, and then we use a couple Shopify apps on the back end to, to, you know, systemize out like which team's ordering what and we create some store reports and things like that. Uh, and then we share a portion of the revenue with the sales rep. And, and they've got a little slider that they can choose from like, do you just want it at a low cost? Do you want to use this as a fundraiser for your team? Sell this gear to parents? Because once you create the storefront, you know, it's easy for the coach to then send it out to the rest of the moms and dads and grandparents that also right. want some of the gear. Yeah. So the real, like, I, I, I even call it, like, magical thing was when we started seeing the coaches ask, like, hey, can you use my commission to buy so-and-so an extra jersey because he can't afford it? Oh, wow. And you're, right? You're like, <laughs> like wow. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Right? Like, like. That that is the spirit of youth sports and volunteer coaches and everything. Like it's fantastic. These guys are spending their money out of their pocket to buy team dinners and stuff like that. So that's that's the soul of what we're making and what we're really trying to use the technology. All, all the all the fundamentals are are there, mm-hmm. but to have this like spirit of here's a here's a way to buy apparel that's making a difference and that these coaches are using it to get back to their own programs. It's awesome. Like it's yeah. a lot of fun to have something that's so aligned um, with a purpose, as opposed to yeah. selling scarves from China, <laughs> right? Like, like that to me is like the best dichotomy of like, how excited can you really be? Again, my highest margin product I've ever sold yeah. is, is this scarf yeah. sitting in front of you. You've come a long way, but <laughs> but, but some uniform products that that are making a difference, that's so much more fun to, yeah. to work on. Yeah, it's it's really cool. So we're looking at this products again, you know, the, the poor radio approach, but uh, they're high quality. 
again, you're checking so many of the right boxes here, and, and I love that. So your unfair advantage is you're using you're using the market to sell to itself. You're right. using coaches right. to sell to coaches and, and themselves. Yep. It's a tight-knit community. They all care about the same thing. If they're coaching, they're not caring about ripping everyone off and making a little bit of money. They want quality products for their kids. Yep. They want them to look good. Uh, I, I have spent zero dollars on advertising. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's the Shopify template we're using is terrible. It's it's the it's the like debut free t- like, right, like I right. I have done all the things wrong like we only now just started social media accounts yeah we were we were selling to to thousands of athletes uh, geared to the U S Olympic team wow without social media accounts we had no social proof that we could do what we could do but the relationships that the coaches had were what matters. Yeah, and that's much more valuable at the end right. of the day, right? I mean, somebody you can shake their hand and know in person. And the nice value that you guys are adding, besides just ease of use, because as you said, it's paper forms, it was catalogs, it was really old school. Um, you're, you're going down the supply chain. So, you, so the products you brought in today have been sourced from multiple countries and vendors. Yep. And you guys are really providing value there because that's where the coach is out of their element. You don't Co- want a coach, coach designing. Not, coach you don't is want not them wiring money to Pakistan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't want I, them doing that. You don't want them Pakistan. figuring that stuff out. Right. It doesn't make sense. So that's a, a a great way to provide the right amount of support and then let the right people run with what they do best. Right. So very cool. Very cool. It's a really exciting. Uh, job. So, what are the big next steps? Is you're you're developing your online presence? Is yeah, I mean, all, all of the things that we otherwise would have done first, right? Like, we're kind of we, we've got to backtrack a little bit and and even start to tell that story uh, online, social media accounts, and and just content in general. But from a technology standpoint, uh, we are really interested in figuring out how to do some of that faster. Yeah, um, you know. We, we do a lot of stuff manually behind the scenes and we just we, we have some standard operating procedures on here are the steps we do so that's consistent but you know it's still a lot of like yeah it's a lot of a lot of work that we know we could be getting automated to go faster so we're going to invest a little bit in some in some automation and then also just from a you know from a market access standpoint the reps also want stuff faster yeah right? like, always right like they want it faster and so we're, we're looking at for ways to have some like pre-formatted products just like right like did your coach procrastinate and do they need uniforms <laughs> you know next week yeah we, we'll be there because right now that gap is often filled by some you know local you know like a local screen print you know spiritware exactly. store and then they get you know they are ordering it from somewhere else anyway it's not like they carry it in that inventory either. yeah so i think that's our that's our approach to so you can help with the quality gap with the procrastinators uh, a bit there and, right. and ultimately hopefully set it up so people remember it's just part of their, hey, going into a new season, I know I have to do this. I contact Emblem and Yeah, check I think that that's, that's what to me is also a really interesting piece of this business is that there's a recurring component yeah. to it, unlike most other apparel projects I've, I've worked on where it's like, okay, you, you, you work so hard to sell them the shirt. Yeah. But then next year they still have that shirt, mm-hmm. and so you're like, right? It leads to then the like, hey everybody, we've got our new slightly. But for the uniform space, that there is a new team next year, and there's yeah. new new names and numbers on the uniforms and all those things. So um, again, like that that component of it of treating it as a product, not as like a t-shirt, um, 
it makes it for a really compelling business. Yeah, maybe you get some private schools who want to be like Oregon and they roll out different uh, jerseys for we, each uh, we game. Have, we have had we've had some schools do uh, specific competition oh, like, like themed that. gear. Yeah, and, and because there is that there's that Nike experience, right? Of like, oh, that, those rivalry you know match uniforms look awesome. Yep. Uh, that that is a piece of our vision of like like that shouldn't be out of reach for a, a school to have their team fired up for a game because we can make it easy for them to get a custom design yeah. rivalry match uniform. Or in, in Ohio sports is ultra competitive, right? right. Athletics right. in Ohio is, is as good as it gets. If you make it to states, if you make it to the playoffs, yeah. heck yeah, you give those this. kids yeah. some something special yeah. that really pumps them up. Yeah. They'll play differently. So I, really this is even back to the speed thing. That's an issue for us right now. Yeah. Because you don't know who's going to be in the state competition until it's a couple weeks two, away. Yeah, until yeah. it's like a couple weeks away. Yeah. And I can, I can maybe do it, right? Like it's like everything has to align. The the, the art has to be approved quickly, and the and the production has to be fired on all cylinders, and there can't be any shipping delay. Like all those things yeah. that, that the entrepreneur knows that behind the scenes will go wrong when they can't go wrong. Yep. <laughs> um, and so there's just no there's no room for error, and then it's also such an important thing, right? It's like, oh, yeah. I'm so excited to wear my gear at the at the finals. Oh, sorry, it's held up at cut, right? Yeah, like, sorry, that's yeah. that's a disappointment we can't do. So we right. we've been turning away some of that work now until we can know that for sure we can do yeah, it. No, that's fantastic, great, great. I mean, there's just so many opportunities in that business. It sounds really cool. So cool. We've gotten a ton out of you today. Awesome. I really appreciate your time. I, I, I love Emblem Athletic's story and all your other stories. And I know there are I like got, I got a plenty, thousand more we didn't get to, so we might have yeah. to have you on again because okay. there's at least one that I love to uh, I love to retell after you've told me. So um, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. You bet. All Anytime. Right. Anytime. Good luck to everyone. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Cheers.